Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike and Joe. We are here bringing you a show recording on August 1st. So happy August, Joe. I don't, know if August, a, Mike. I don't know if there's any real relevancy. I guess I go back to work soon. That's like the big, the big change. I think I'm ready to, though. I, I can only sit for so much, and I had a pretty busy... Pretty busy summer, but I'm I'm ready to kind of get back, back into the swing of things. Um, but yeah, it's August. We're recording on August first. This will go live on August fourth. So we are officially, when the episode goes live, a week out of Worlds. Uh, so next week, next week's show, as I'll mention towards the end as well, it'll probably be more focused on you know what we could expect from Worlds, what we're actually going to hope to see, and things like that. But Today, we're going to focus on a couple different things. We have the new championship point system that we're going to break down and kind of have a discussion about. It's not too different, but there are some, there are some changes worth discussing. And then we're going to have a quick little talk about Obsidian Flames. Um, pre-releases happened last weekend, so we got a chance to kind of see that. And the overwhel- overwhelming discussion has been that Obsidian Flames is a pretty underwhelming set, uh, one that we haven't... I don't want to say we haven't seen sets like this before because we absolutely have, like Darkness of Blaze or, or Burning Shadows. We've seen sets like this, but we're going to have a little bit of a discussion of, you know, just Obsidian Flames release because that'll also be releasing next week. But we're not going to be talking about Obsidian Flames next week because World is happening. Um, but before we get into any of that, Joe, how are you doing today? I am doing okay. I just couldn't sleep last night that well or cause hard time falling asleep and then i woke up to knowing that my city has a water main break so we are under a boil advisory so it's been a i don't know fine it's fine it's it's, it's fine i don't want to talk about it it's fine I, I those are annoying though i mean i typically it's not i try to use i use more reusable water bottles during this during the year when i'm actually like around work and there's water filters and i refill it a lot at home, I tend to use more recyclable water bottles, which isn't the best, but that's just typically what we have anyway. So we recycle that because our, our city has a big recycling section, so at least we get to recycle it. So I think I'd be okay if that happens, but in the past when I was in an apartment, it was the worst. Because it's one of those things where water is pretty essential for a lot of things, and you don't Wait. think about it until it's not healthy. Yeah, you just, you take it for granted. You're like, okay, cool, go to the tap, get a glass of water, move on. And you're like, wait, I gotta boil this and then let it cool down. But and I want water now. Have some ice, maybe cool it down some more, or or run to the store and and hope that there's bottled water there. Yeah, that's always annoying. But everything else going okay? I mean, you're finished with school, right? Done with school. Plan is to send out a bunch of resumes today. And then I don't know, maybe study a bit. Yeah, Joe. Joe's officially going to be a full-time podcaster, right? No. <laughs> Lord, no. 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 I guess that'd be that'd be podcasting is is easy when we keep it as simple as we keep this show. But if you were to make it a real-time like job, you'd have to get sponsors, advertise, market. There's a bunch of crazy stuff, and that probably is is. Probably is not what you want to be doing, but you will much, be job searching. Yeah, that's too much job job grinding. Like, 
pay me my salary, let me go home, and let me enjoy my life. I'm not going to sit every waking moment trying to find sponsors and then figure out ways to creatively put them in my podcast stuff. Make scripts? Yeah. No, but instead you'll be getting a job that, like you said, allows you to do the things you love to do. Sleep. (laughs) Sleep and play cards. Because you're playing like 70 card games right now. Three. Three is a lot, man. Three is a lot. Nick plays like well, 42. Like, one's in the back burner a little bit, but it's it's fine. Well, they always have to be, right? You can't... There's no way you can play three card games effectively, like... like a, and usually those new card games, it's a new card game, right? So you have that, like, honeymoon phase of the new game. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other games that have been around for a while kind of just like sit back and kind of hang out. Especially as we're waiting for Worlds, I think new card games are always good to have. But other than the water, glad you're doing okay. And hopefully we can get you, get you on the career path soon so you can buy more of these Pokemon cards. Because oh. I know just all this bulk is something you would love to have. Nope. You could line your walls with bulk cards. Nope. No? You just want... Nope. Is there a card from Obsidian Flames you want? Maybe Pidgeot. No Toad Scroll. Maybe Toad Scroll. I was gonna say Toad Toad Scroll's a card, and we can get into it later. Toad Scroll's a card that I was looking at this morning, and I was like, ah, uh, it's there. It's like not bad. It's only it's the only quote unquote lost my encounter. I guess <laughs> I don't know what I want to call it. It is a lost my encounter. You are right about that, but we can get into that later. So I guess we should go off our our little tangent here, or sidetracking, and get into the actual news, which is the new point system. For the 2024 championship season, the point requirement system has been changed. As of this year, you needed, I believe, 500 championship points to qualify for Worlds, at least in U.S. and Canada. And the different parts of the world, it was a little different. That number has since been increased. So the new requirements to go to Worlds, if you are a Masters player in the United States or Canada, you will need to qualify with 600 points. Um, This raise, I I imagine it's just because of the numbers of people qualifying for Worlds, maybe? Why do you think they're raising it? I have no clue. They're, They're... I know there's a bunch of bigger numbers at regionals and stuff like that, and large numbers in, in terms of tournaments and stuff like that, but honestly, I, I don't know why they're raising it to 600. I've tried to, I've tried to think about that because I'm thinking, all right, maybe it's like a kicker situation, but I, I, I don't know the math behind that. Uh, the only reason I could imagine is they want to kind of file down the amount of people that go to Worlds. I I just never I never seen a company try to deter their their player base basically to try to achieve something. Well, as we go down the list, we'll see that I don't necessarily know that it's a deterrent because they are raising the amount of finishes that come into play. I think it's I don't think it's gonna get difference. I think that it's gonna reward the people that play more events. Of course, or incur, incur, it's gonna it's gonna encourage people to go to more events. But let's go through it, and then we can. Oh, absolutely not. Again. 
I, I it, it might, but we'll, we'll go through it. So 600 championship points. Before, they used to take the best finishes from your top four league challenges and league cups. That has since been raised to six. So your six best finishes uh, before it was capped lower. So you would essentially, after you had your best finishes at events, going to more league cups, going to more league challenges, didn't really have a purpose if you finished the way you wanted to in the first four. So six gives you a little more wiggle room. And I mean, you know, winning a league, league cup is... 50 points second place is 40 points so let's say you got second place and two league cups on top of your four best finishes and those are still included that's that almost covers the 100 point increase regionals uh regionals and international championships you are sorry regionals and special events you are limited to your top six which i mean there are people that go to six regionals and spes but typically that's a pretty high number um, so I don't, that'll only come into play for people that it probably even doesn't matter for, uh, international championships. Obviously there's four, so you're not going to be capped there. Really the point system here. I, I don't understand why it's changing. I don't think it's the end of the world because it's, they're raising the cap of best finishes. I don't know. You you seem to disagree with me on that. You think this is going to deter people from going to events. Why do you think that? Um, because you keep every single time. This is like almost every single year since I've played. It, like, it's been small increments, but it's. I think it's deterring more people are coming out to play. Uh, the grind is a lot harder now for everybody. It doesn't matter even if you have more finishes these bigger players and pro players are still going to come out and grind away to get that free day two pass and a travel stipend. So right. it, to me, it's, it's null and void. You're just giving them more ammunition to start collecting more and more. And then basically anybody else is at the wayside. So like it, it's, I, to me, it's a deterrent. I, there's no point in me trying to grind that out. What changed? You're saying just an extra hundred points means extra events that you can't go to. Yeah, like so. For me, I have to either top place four. I don't go down to six, but you need kickers for that. Right, and I guess to be fair too, we're talking about this from more of like a ordinary, ordinary competitor standpoint. And like, I guess to be fair, the people going to worlds are the people grinding regardless, right? Yeah, like. Like for a person that goes to a couple regionals a year, you're not, you're not trying to go to worlds. Probably you might, you might, right? There's, there's, if you get, yeah, if you get close, why not? Right, but and you know, there's specific situations where travel, finances, families. There's a bunch of factors that come into being able to compete, and maybe your best chances to win and go to worlds are just a couple regionals, right? So, and if you win a regional, you 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 go to worlds. You know, if you, it says right here, if you you can also qualify for the world championships by getting first or second place at an IC or winning a regional championship, which with the number of players is obviously few and far between. But I guess my counter question to your point, and I'm kind of in the middle on it, I don't really have an opinion one way or another here. The number of players at events, right? We have some pretty high numbers. 
You're saying this is a deterrent. Are we expecting those numbers to drop? Because these numbers have been historically growing literally every single event. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to put this politely. I think... Like, I don't see the number dropping. I don't see people not going to regionals. I no, I, 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 the regionals are going to stay big. So the, the, the regionals to me are just like a bunch of. Well, obviously, for a good player base, they are um, these people who are chasing these championship points, who are trying to um, chase worlds and then get that stipend. And then you're going to have the other portion of people, which I'm okay with, is the, the portion of people who are treating it like a convention, like. All right, cool. I'm gonna go meet there, meet Pokemon players, play some card games, hang out with people, and, and do that, which is also completely fair. And I think that's why the increase of players have happened is more so of people wanting to be in the community to play. Right, that's fair. And I mean, like I said, the the raise is weird because, again, let's say you're someone that tries to qualify most of your championship points through league cups. Like most of them, which you can't really do, but you can get a big chunk of them from League Cups. If you won four League Cups before, you'd have 200 points. Now, if you win six, you have 300 points, but there was a 100-point increase. So it's basically a null a null situation. In fact, it, it, it doesn't change anything at all. So I don't know. It's just... I guess hey, I don't have an opinion. I don't think it'll hurt or help. I just don't understand. I If they're going to be doing this, they need to go best of ones. They got to stop doing best of threes. Well, that's, and that's a whole separate conversation, too. That's a whole, that is well, a whole different debate that we might even be able to have a whole show about. Like, we just had that conversation from NAIC about that one person who went 2-0 dropped. It's because it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So you're going to go to these long, grueling tournaments and travel around, and you're going to keep on traveling. You're gonna play. I know, granted, most cups and leagues challenges are typically best of one, but some people do play best of three, or top cuts are best of three. You're gonna travel all that way to get the top eight and then poop out. I don't know. I, this this really might just be one of those things where you and I aren't people that grind for worlds, so we just might not even have a good opinion of this. Yeah, I could be completely wrong, but from an outsider about someone wanting to maybe attempt to do it or brand new to the game, it's like, no, at least see what I can do about that about this. It's uh, it's a daunting it's a daunting number. Yeah. It's a daunting number because it's gotten bigger. It's gotten you got to go to more events. So I agree. Is is people jumping in to go to worlds? It might be daunting. I guess I just is, that one nagging thought in the back of my head is the people that want to go to worlds are probably just going to these events anyway, which is why I'm confused. Well, here's the other flip side too. Is this going to also decrease sponsorships in some people and less sponsorship handouts because? People need to grind more to do it, and they can only financially afford so much. Well, that's going to be something we have to pay attention and see. My my gut says this actually might not change anything, and it's a completely silly change. I I'm going to have to wait and see. We might literally feel no difference, but you and I aren't pro players or people that grind events, so it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to to visualize what this changes. But I do like your points, and I do think for a new person trying to break into the world's grind it your list just got a little bigger so financially travel wise absolutely this definitely 
kind of kind of changes things to the negative, which yeah. is interesting. And I guess I don't have experience in other card games and how they handle their situations, but I I I'd be curious to wonder how how big the grind is for other games like Magic or Y Schwartz or it would it would really be Magic or Yu Gi Oh are the only two scaled games we could look at because like Vice is 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 niche. You talk about you played One Piece. There's Digimon. There's Super. There's 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 a there's well, Vanguard. I, well, like so yesterday I was playing the One Piece at locals and. I, I figured out why these tournaments are so big in a thousand person tournaments. Um, so Bandai has their own tournament application. So the the way you like they do it is either a cam game or like that online application I was talking about the off off show, and then in the application the person puts it both players put in the result and then they confirm it. On their right. application, instead of handing paper slips, and actually, there's a bunch of things I think Pokemon can learn from that. Instead well, of handing and, paper slips in, and and on your side note of, of different events of different card games, I was looking at Magic for the 2023 World Championship. Mm-hmm. Now, Magic is a pro tour, so it's also kind of different. But their worlds is 128 players. And the only way to go is to get top two in most events or be a champion. Because it says here, like, top four finishers from last year's Worlds get auto-invites. Um, players who finished 12th through 4th or better at any of the season's Pro Tour events. And then there's a bunch of, like, top two regional championships or top 32 ranked players. So it's even more restricted in Magic. Um, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's see. So why why create a threshold in the first place? Why don't they just go say, "All right, top two hundred players in the world get an invite." That's it. And you could do that, I guess. I guess you do. You, you go more towards well, that pro tour set. Actually, I take that back because then you're going to have that regional bias. Yeah, regional bias is a killer there. That's what I was also just going to bring up. But it's not good to have that. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! If I look at the Yu-Gi-Oh! list of world, it doesn't have a Because you said a pro tour, and that's where like I thought about it for a second. Right, a pro tour would kind of like it, it. It would basically what it would do is it would completely eliminate the fringe players. Yeah. So how would you crack into a pro into the pro tour then? You'd have to win. You'd have to win so many events and get into the top two hundred, or who, however many. Because magic is cutthroat. Magic again, having a pro tour like you got to be top of the top to get anywhere. There really isn't a winning a regional, going to worlds type of thing in poke. Like there is for magic, but like it's there's no like league cup type of thing to help give you a little extra fluff in there, so to speak. There's no point total for magic. And Yu Gi Oh, I can't quite find. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time there, but the best of one thing we could talk about a whole nother day, but they also announced a bunch of the regional locations. A lot of these are the same that we've had in the past. Um, we got Pittsburgh, Peoria, Sacramento, Toronto, San Antonio, Portland, Charlotte, Knoxville, Vancouver, Orlando, Indianapolis, and LA. Uh, that goes from September to late May, and you can kind of look at the dates from the Poco Beach site. In there's a big Europe. one missing. Say that again. There's a big one missing. 
Yeah, but they never announced that one. Oh. Those you know what I mean? They wait for the for the because we don't have June on here. Yeah. Right, because we're missing the Madison slash Milwaukee and we're missing NAIC. Well NAIC is an international championship. Correct. I realize that literally as I literally as I said it, I realized it out of my mouth. But yeah, the Milwaukee one, which I guess it could be gone, but I'd be shocked. In Europe, we have regionals in France, Poland, Germany, Germany, two of them in Germany, in Stuttgart and Dortmund. And then we have one in Liverpool. We have some SPEs in Spain and the Netherlands. Uh, we have a regional in Brazil, and nothing has been announced for Oceania as of yet. So you can go look down this list. Again, the point change will spark some level of controversy. It might just be a complete moot point and mean nothing. But at, at, the, at the minimum amount, it is requiring you to go to X many more events, which you may already been doing, but adds to your financial burden. Uh, so there's anything you'd like to add onto that, Joe? Um. Yeah, cool. And again, I think it's a good conversation to have. I think I don't even know if you and I necessarily even disagree. I just don't. I just don't know. Like I have a hard time forming an opinion on it because I don't know what it means. Other than bigger number means more events. So to that point, you're correct. The other thing we're going to talk about this week is Obsidian Flames. Briefly, it seems that as the set has come out, more and more people are going ah this set kind of just exists and other than charizard which you know to certain people it'll draw people in to others it won't the set doesn't really have a ton to offer essentially what you're looking at is charizard which is a good card one way or another it's not going to jump in right away but it, it once 151 charizard comes out there's like the mew that copies attacks there will be a world for charizard um in terms of trainers you have the two stadiums you have Town Store that allows you to search out tools, which is a very specific niche card. And then you have League Headquarters, which adds uh, basic Pokemon attack costs. So you have one more colorless energy. Those stadiums will play a role in the meta eventually. Rhyme, which is the draw three and switch out your opponent's bench. Although they choose, it will have a role eventually. Uh, and then maybe Gita, which is at the end of your turn... You play this card, none of your Pokemon can attack, and you search your deck for two basic energy and attach them. Other than that, there's really not a lot here. And these sets always spark the discussion of why are we getting these giant sets that aren't impacting the meta and brings up the point of why aren't we just using smaller sets and release like Japan does. Sometimes sets like this are necessary. Because you don't want every single set impacting the meta and making it that volatile. But I think there's a balance to it. And that's why I like the way Japan does it. Because instead of getting 200 sets or 200 card sets, you're getting 80 card sets. Maybe you get six sets a year instead of four or whatever we get, not including the special sets. I don't know. What, what would you prefer here? Because I feel like every time we get like a Burning Shadows, a Darkness Ablaze, an Obsidian Flames, we end up having this type of conversation in our communities of these big sets that don't impact anything are a waste of a lot of people's time. And I know you're not a big fan of the set either. So I don't know. Do you uh, think, I think it's hot duty water. Do you think having Japanese sets would change anything? Like, like set release schedules? Um, I would be a bigger fan of it just in the pure fact that... Uh, 
there is a potential possibility of keeping things fresh and new frequently. Um, so kind of what like my kind of pet peeve with the current thing of Obsidian Flames is, like you said, it's I don't think it's going to impact anything, especially after last set. And not right anything, now, it's not. You're not right now, it's not. But like even last set, what I thought was tri- like ten times, well, hundred times better than this current set coming out. So I feel like the if it's smaller and higher frequency of the release rate um allows for the meta not to be as stale. So I I really honestly think that we're going to sit here for another 3 3 months of what Obsidian Flames brought us which is nothing. So we're going to have the same meta that we've had previously. To counterpoint that would it change if because usually our sets are a combination of the Japanese sets? Yeah. So if you just did two smaller sets of Obsidian Flames, wouldn't it still be useless for the same amount of time? Um. At this point in time, right now, yes, but they they've also have cards in the smaller sets that they have there that sometimes come in this bigger set or sometimes come in the next set or product or things like that. Yeah. So, so like, there's been times where we've gotten cards two sets later. Right, that has happened, absolutely. So, I think these smaller sets would help adjust that a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. I it, It's almost like our last conversation. I have a hard time, like, falling on this. I think smaller sets are more exciting because they seem ob- obtainable. Like, a booster box wouldn't be as much as it was. Um, you would be able to collect a set easier. Yeah, so I think I think the availability of cards will be a lot easier too because people are opening up because they know it, the set is actually more attainable to actually collect. Right, like whereas like you and I looking at the set, like I I love Titar. I think Titar is a cool card, and I would I would love to kind of mess with it just on the fun side. But I'm not gonna buy product to open a Titar because there's 200 cards in the set. Probably Titar is what probably five dollars right now. I don't know. No, it gave it a little bit from release, but it'll be close to that, yeah. And Titar's one of the few playable cards in the set. Allegedly. I mean, really, the only playable cards are Titar, Charizard, Toadscrool is playable. Based on the ability. Based on the ability, right? I mean, and then, like, Clefable giving free retreat to Psychics, sure, it has, like, a niche, but not for product opening. It, it's um, all niche. It's all very niche. Which, okay, which to be fair, to be fair, six months from now when rotation hits, we could be looking at Cleffa as a huge support Pokemon card. Once Sableye rotates and things like that. You know, the, the, the energy list draw until seven. We, we could be looking at these cards in six months and going, these are incredible cards. So these, that's why it's always tough, because sometimes these sets are necessary. Because we don't want things fluctuating that wildly, but I don't but, know. Yeah, I understand. I'm going. I'm going on the information right now. It's hot duty water. Yeah, right. Right now, it is bad. <laughs> like I was and approached I, yesterday by John, and John's like, well, how, "Would you pay thirty bucks for a win a box tournament?" And I said, "Which box are you talking about?" And he said, "Obsidian Flames." I said, "Absolutely not." And that would just be to open the Charizard, right? That's why people would pay that money. That's it. I don't really know what the Charizard's at right now. It's going to be a lot, but it's, it's not, it'll it's not take, worth opening a whole box. From what I'm seeing, people are being pulled. It's, it'll, it, people will pay 20 bucks for it, I think, at some point. Yeah, well, well, I'm talking more about like the secret rares. 
right? Like the fancy Charizard card. Yeah. That'll always go for its money. But it's... These set releases always bring up these conversations. And with the Paradox set coming next, I'm expecting it to be a bit stronger because those are some more like headlining Pokemon. Whereas in this set was the first experiment of like changing the types. So usually these like new changes, I guess you want to say, those these the when sets come out with new mechanics, like stuff like that. A lot of the time they're pretty basic until the second iteration comes around. Um, one of the few examples of that not being the case is Battle Styles. I thought Battle Styles and Fusion Strike were both very good. Um, but typically when we get these first batches of a new mechanic or approach like these terrestrializing cards usually the first iteration is pretty bland so who knows we might looking at looking at water garchomp for the next well, set and going these are insane because not well, every set can be broken no one thing you have to realize though is well, typically in worlds they announce the next mechanic don't they well I, and we'll talk about that next week too because of the way that things are scheduled we're assuming we're going to get the next mechanic revealed but that's also typically done at rotation times. That's when was the February? We'll right. be getting rotation in like February, March. When did we get the terrestrialization announcements? I think it was at Worlds. Well, we got announced EXs at Worlds. Okay. Right. That was the that was the announcement. This time around, it's going to be what's the what's the added thing on top of EXs. Right when when V stars leave and V maxes leave, what are we going to be looking at? Ex max tag stars. We'll save that for next week. But I, I think Obsidian Flames is a necessary evil, unfortunately, because although I hate the fluff, I just wish our sets were smaller. I think sets that aren't that impactful all the time are okay because if every set was impactful, things would be a little more crazy. Which maybe we want crazy. Um, but sometimes it's nice for things to stay a little bit consistent for a bit. Whereas there are some cards in here like Special Eater, Mawile, um, Cleffa. There's, there are cards that will have a role. They just don't right away. So we'll have to kind of wait and see there. But I guess that kind of brings us to the end. It was very much a ranty show. We had our rant about championship points. We had our rant about Obsidian Flames and Joe thinking Obsidian Flames is poo-poo, which... I, I don't think you're far off. It's not a great set. Maybe the but school is week, a little more solidified than Liquid. Hey, but next week we get to talk about Worlds, though. Yes. Which is always a good thing. So, so I'm very excited for that. So, Joe, we ranted our minds out. We ranted our hearts out. Is there anything you'd like to say before we head out of here? Everybody have a good weekend. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. We are a week away from Worlds. The next time you hear from us, it will be Worlds Weekend, which I am incredibly excited for. Thank you all so much for supporting us, as you do each and every week, and we will see you next time.